Yeah, that was it. Oh my God, that was it? That was it, yeah, that was it. Did you like that? Hello, and welcome to Nova Talks. Where anything I do will be used against me. See how I, I brought it back? Yeah, it's been a while since you've said it. Yeah, I know. And I've been kind of sad that you haven't been saying it, but now I'm happy. I'm glad. My name is Dalton Hankins. My name is Matt. And we're in a band called Stray Nova. Featuring special guests. We have a special podcast. guest today, a longtime friend. And uh, sometimes bandmate, Chris Maddox. Hello, all. Glad <laughs> to be here. Um, normally, I hear at the beginning like a mouth guitar. It's usually wonderful. Why didn't you do that? I uh, I have to mix it up sometimes. Okay, well, I mean that's good. It's, but <laughs> I was really looking forward to it. Well, you know what? We'll take one from the other podcast, put it at the beginning of this podcast. Well, we'll and, uh, splice together. Yeah, we're, we're It'll just, be fine. Yeah, we're not going to do that. I can that. give that's, you a private one later after we're all that done. That sounds fun. <laughs> so let's go ahead and hop into this because let me tell you, it's going to be a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. We have a lot to talk about and not a lot of time to talk about it. I'm just kidding. We're going to talk as long as we want to. But there is a lot of information and uh, let's just get into it. Who wants to go first? Today, do you want to talk, t- talk about what we're talking about today? All right, today we're looking at everyone's top ten at the moment favorite uh, solo parts. That This can be any instrument, any vocal part, or uh, I, I guess, no, that pretty much covers it. <laughs> that's, that, it. that's pretty much all I can No, say. yeah, just, just favorite solos that, you know, that you really enjoy. Uh, and side note, this was Matt's idea, all right? It was my idea. I'm going to go ahead and throw you under the bus for a it second. It drove me insane. <laughs> Matt texted me and said, I got an idea for the next podcast. I'm like, all right, cool, what is it? He said, let's do top five uh, solos that you really enjoy, you know? And he said it could be guitar, it could be drums, it could be vocals, whatever. Top five. I'm like, all right, cool. He texts me, not 10 minutes later, and says, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? It was way too hard. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> after a half hour, I had a full page, almost front and back, full of these solos that I wanted to include. And we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll do a special podcast later on the ones that didn't make my list this time. The honorable mentions, huh? Yeah. But I, I would like to make a note that this was Matt's idea, and he's putting it himself. Was through my this. idea? <laughs> I did this to me. Okay, so are, are we are we going to go uh, round table style? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Since this was your. Uh, do you know what? Actually, since Chris is our special guest, let's let Indeed. Chris go first. Guest first. Okay. My first one comes from a drummer. Um, comes from a band that really turned me into music back in the last century. We can say that now. It's 2019. We right? can. It's a long time ago. True. Uh, when I was a kid, I had this eight track. It was Journey Escape Live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... When I went to bed, I put it in, and I played it all night. And with an 8-track, it plays over and over and over again. And so there's a solo on that album by Steve Smith, Steve Machine Gun Smith. It's just a great drum solo. You need to check it out. I listened to it three times today. <laughs> in preparation for this it podcast. Just to prep for this. Right, of course. And you've probably never heard of it. I don't think I have, actually. Okay. See, this This is also an educational podcast for Dalton. See, I wanna, this, this, this is why I find this interesting, because uh, we're all thinking of our top ten. It's, it's interesting to me, because you're going to have your favorites, 
I'm going to have my favorites, and Matt's going to be the barrier in between. It's going to probably have some from each of our lists that are going to be similar. Now, have you heard that? Which one? Which song? It is at the oh. end of Ooh La La on oh. the Escape Live. Yes. That was the... Uh, 81? 81. Uh, yeah, it was around 81. And, and then, like, Steve Perry's like, Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Machine Gun Smith. <sighs> and everybody's crazy. It is ridiculous. Okay. It's just ridiculous. So go check it out if you haven't heard it. I haven't, and I'll check it out. <laughs> it is one of the best live albums I have ever heard. Mm. Uh, is that, that's live in Houston, too, right? Houston? I own it. Big town? Oh, you own I it? I own it on CD, not on 8-track. CD. Uh, do you still have the 8-track, Chris? No, I have it here on my phone. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> and it plays over and over and over again. Right, just like our podcast, obviously, that <laughs> won't stop playing on your phone. You'll never be rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dalton, you're next. Am I? Ne- you know, no, you go you're ahead because it, it was your idea. I, all right, fine. Go ahead. All right, my. Uh, I know it's hard. I'll. St- I started my list with uh, an oldie but a goodie. My classic influence, the solo in cheap sunglasses, Billy Gibbons. Ah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's just so it, it highlights his ability to weave solo and chord together. A lot of people looked at ZZ Top as your uh, typical three-chord band. Oh, no. But it was much more than that. If you dig into it, there's some clever, cleverly put-together songs, and uh, I think that one really highlights it from the w- weird yeah, parts. I, that's, that's, my yeah. favorite, that's my favorite part of the song is that part right there. Yeah. It goes, pew, pew. It's very good. Yeah. It's a very nice song. Can we, can we talk about his tone? For, a, for, a, for just a second. Legendary. He, ha- he, he, he has the ability to sound extremely gritty but crystal clear at the exact same time it's outstanding texas magic there you go he is a master he is a master is he the master maybe i don't know mm, i would say so there you go dalton am i next now it's your time i'm just gonna embarrass myself with all the things that i've written down um i'm gonna go ahead and say it and get out of the way uh may not agree or may agree but uh Hotel California, the solo in Hotel California. I know, I know. I know Chris hates this right now. I know (laughs) that this song has been played over and over again, and everyone's heard it 10 million times, but it is the first song that I can remember saying, oh, that's a guitar solo, and to this day, I can just sing it. I I know every note to that uh, solo, which is so crazy. I it can't play it, memorable. of course, but uh, but I but I remember everything that, that, that that's going to happen next in that solo. It's true. Uh, so, and I think that's the, the same for a lot of people too. Everyone knows the song, but the solo is very. Uh, I, would, I would say that's a hallmark of a good solo. If yeah. it's as clear to you as a vocal part, exactly, that's a good, uh, well written solo. So, so yeah, that's 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 the elephant in the room for me is <laughs> Hotel California. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Who's next? Okay, Hotel California. Yes, everyone knows that. I'm a. I'm going to listen to everything else on an album that's not, of course, been on the radio or whatever. But this one, you know, got radio played. I'm sticking with the same band. Eagles, yeah. Eagles, Victim of Love. Okay, yeah. It's the whole song is just very, very. I mean, it's a basic song, 
It really is. And then when you get into the guitar solo, to me it blows Hotel California away. Just 10 to 1. I or, can, yeah. I, I can I can agree with that. No, I really can. I can. It is an excellent slide yeah, part. For yes. sure. Absolutely, and that's what makes it. It's just, I can listen to it now. If you can master the slide, you've done something. Because <laughs> you can't just pick up a slide and play. You really have to uh, give it some time. <laughs> uh, but and you know, you know, of course, he did that. <laughs> this is true. I, was that Felder or was that Walsh? I think maybe Walsh. Wasn't Walsh like? Isn't he kind of known for his slide playing? He's 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 he just an outstanding player anyway. He but. does not get enough credit. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Strange dude. Not enough credit. Well, you know, if you're a musician, that's just that just comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> he plays slide on uh, Rocky Mountain Way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Many so. of many of his solo stuff has slide. Yeah. There you go. All right. So here's my uh, my big surprise for you. I'm, I'm not, sure you're I'm not, not ready. ready for this. All right. This is my uh, my vocal piece that I enjoy. This it's not necessarily a, a solo. It's more of just. A song, I guess. Okay. But uh, Bonfire, Childish Gambino. You know, all right. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my reasoning is, uh, Donald Glover is good at everything. Yeah. We, we love to hate to that be guy said. because he's so talented at every single uh, yeah. thing that he touches. And uh, I, I would say Donald Glover was probably the first human being to ever make me actually want to listen to any kind of rap music. Really? Uh, yeah, I could see why. <laughs> I mean, he's just good at, it. and you can his first album is you can call it cheesy and comedy rap, well, I guess. Yeah, but but, uh, but I I feel like he's like pandering to like yeah. people our age with the things that he references, like video games and TV and stuff. Yeah, so. he is a nerd. Yeah, a huge nerd, and uh, he shows it. Yeah, so I love that. Okay, so there you go. I can I can see that. I can see it. Interesting, interesting one. No clue. <laughs> you're not a you're not a rap fan though, are you? You're not a big you're not a big rap guy. Some old school. We talking like, like how old? Like Run DMC situation or Ghetto Boys? Okay. Run DMC. Okay. Very little. It, but is that more in like the hip hop category or is that in the rap category? No, oh, that's rap. Most definitely, it's rap. Yeah, I agree. Next, you're next. Is it not? Is no, it? Is it me? Yeah. Oh, I felt like I just went. Yes. This is going by too fast. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, interesting one. Uh, Make it with you, Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homme. Have you heard yeah. that song? Yeah. I knew this was coming. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a simplistic solo, um, but it has a lot of feel to it, and it kind of moves in weird ways. And that's just Josh Homme in a nutshell. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, and I I I, I saw that song live uh, a couple months back, and uh, it was it was pretty cool because they played for like eight or nine minutes, just jammed the song, so the solo was elongated and it was even better. Uh, but yeah, I like that one a lot. Christopher, all right, you both probably know this one. I'm gonna hit two with one. It's Led Zeppelin. You knew it was coming. He already said it was. <laughs> in the car on the way here. Oh, yes. 
Uh, and this is two for one because it, it is so awesome. It's a whole lot of love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of yes. course. Jimmy Page, the way he and Plant just dance with each other. It's like, where do you lose the vocals and the guitar? I mean, they just commingle. Yeah. So nice. And then he cuts loose. So it's a guitar. It's also a really a one of the greatest vocal rock songs ever in my yeah. mind. Yeah. He pulls all the punches. He just pulls all the punches. Y'all know that. Though. Because he can pull all the punches. He can pull all the punches. <laughs> because he isn't human, I'm pretty sure. I think he might actually be an alien from somewhere else. For someone who can wear a blouse on stage and then manage all that stuff <laughs> that he has to manage on stage as well. It's, it probably puts a strain on him at, at one point. But. And the stuff as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's talking about a penis. Everywhere. The uh, chicken nuggets in his pocket. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, this, was, this is one that will be of personal interest to Chris, I think. And it is uh, Blue Collar Man by Styx. Oh, okay. The solo played by Tommy Shaw. Because, my God... What a solo that is. It is, uh, to this day, one of the best feeling solos I think I've ever heard. There's so much raw emotion just because of how Tommy plays. He puts a lot of bends in things, and he really holds the note when he needs to hold it out. Uh, it's just got it. It has so much emotion in it, and that's why I love it. That whole song is super powerful, too. Indeed. It's somewhat of an anthem. Yeah. Is that ambitious to say? Oh, no. I don't no, think no, no. so. I think for its time. No, that that's on my list as well. That, oh, well, there that, you go. Yeah. I knew there'd be crossover at some point. <laughs> because, oh, my, oh, sticks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to chase too many rabbits because. <laughs> which Look, I'm we have at, all night, man. Which I'm good at. Dalton, I know you relate to me <laughs> on that. But it's with sticks, there's. um. I was thinking about some stick songs today, and it, which I was venturing down Paradise Theater. Uh, I mean, I can remember the first time I ever heard it. I know the room I was in, the street I was on, the weather outside. Oh it's my God. that vivid. That's so cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's what makes anyway. it important when you can rem remember all of those things. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. It it's already my turn again. Oh, my God. Okay. What am I going to do next? Um, Bulls on Parade. Tom Morello's solo in Bulls on Parade. Um, there aren't any really notes played in the solo, but, uh, I mean, I guess you could say they are. Um, in a way. But he, it's it's such an innovative solo. Yes. I mean, well, just Tom his, was an innovative guy. Yeah. but I, But I'm sure when that came out, people were like, what is that? <laughs> and when they found out it was a guitar, it I knew it yeah. blew my mind when I found out that it was, because it sounds like someone's just scratching a disc. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, <coughs> Tom talks a lot about. He kind of had, like, DJ-ish background. Oh, really? Yeah. And I didn't that's, know that. that's, like, his whole so inspiration for So he was, like, mimicking that? Yeah. He, he, he was also a very, uh, he liked to use percussion on strings a lot. Like, he would beat it with, uh, like, to get helicopter sounds, he would beat it with pencil. No way. Just over and over again, yeah. He, he was a very, uh, 
He got the most out of a guitar. I'll give him that. It's really well because I because I looked it up and I was like, "There's no way he can do that live, right? Like, no way." And, and then he does. And then you look at him do it, and you're like, "How is that even happening right now?" Because he's just using Pretty his wild. hands, right? Yeah, he's using. A, he's got a kill switch. Yeah, or, uh, kills, uh, kills, yeah well, has uh, one like a one, mute. Yeah, yeah. Or he, he's just got one um, pickup turned all the way off, so he uses that for like picking while he's sliding his hand. So. Oh yeah, well that's that's why it stands out to me because for. Th- the longest time when I heard the song, I thought it was someone just scratching a record. Yeah. And then when I found out that it was a guitar, I was like, "That's insane." <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that one's that one's that one's cool to me. Chris, it's my turn already. I've heard All that right. somewhere. This is a uh, song. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's by the Doobie Brothers, in the Michael McDonald era. Okay. And it's a Michael McDonald song. It's called "I'm Here to Love You." And he absolutely tears the piano up in the beginning of that song. And, of course, he just comes in with his whatever voice it is. Is it high? Is it low? You never know. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Got I, ho- it. I, ho- I hope they caught. I hope they got that. I just downloaded a bunch of uh, uh, their albums this week, and I was like, man. I need to add that to the list because that's one of the greatest. Do you ha- do you still have my albums? You do, don't you? Okay. I do. But I have my Doobie Brothers albums. Yeah, I don't have any of those. Okay. I need to start listening to records again. You've got my Aerosmith albums. Yeah. Rocks. Oh. Just yes. rocks. Not Toys in the Attic? I don't know. I don't think I have Toys. I might have it. Actually, yes. I okay. Have rocks and toys. Okay, well, here I am. I'm chasing rabbits again. Dalton, <laughs> go. No, wait, no, it's Matt's turn, right? Oh. It was back to me. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's way too soon. Hang on a minute. <laughs> All right, so uh, I have another drum part. Okay. All right, and uh, this one is of special interest because it was uh, it opened my eyes to a new genre that I, at that point, I did not listen to, which was indie rock mostly. Okay. Uh, Brian Storm. By Arctic Monkeys, yeah, yeah, Matt Hilders. I had a feeling this was coming. He, Matt, I will maintain to this day that Matt Hilders is one of the best drummers alive on the planet. Oh yeah, he doesn't get to show it as much anymore because of you certain know. choices. And mm, uh, yeah. we don't have to talk. But about you know that. what? I, I don't care. I still like him. No, oh, it's it's. I still it's love still the album. Good. It's still good. It's not. It's, it's just. Not as, it's not as raw as it used yeah. to be. It's not old, super hot. Playing, yeah, they're they're, they're not it's, as angry as they used yeah. to be. It's because they're older now. They're successful. <laughs> they don't have to be angry. Yeah, but, but no, uh, I agree. The uh, that was the first Arctic Monkey song that I ever listened to. And, oh really? Uh, and it made me a fan from day one. So. I figured it would be. I bet you look good on the dance floor, nah. which is what everyone else <laughs> hears for the first time. No, I started. Reason. I started with a with a good old Brian story. Yeah, I, uh, dance floor is good. But, no, it's it's know. a great song. It's a great song. Yeah. Which he's uh, he's also killing on the drums. Oh yeah. Well, uh, in albums one through five, he's killing on drums. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, which is why, of course, Josh Homme chose him to play with Iggy, Iggy Pop for yes, his <laughs> for his tour. So I would, and choose it makes him. sense. Oh yeah, and Dean Fertitta. I mean, come on, too good. What a lineup. Too good. Yeah. It's my turn, isn't it? No. No, it's Dalton's turn. Oh, is it my turn? Okay. If we're if we're talking about drums, um, I have no idea. Who the drummer is, or do I even remember what the band name is? Probably not. But uh, Black Betty. Oh. The uh, Ram Jam. Yeah, Ram Jam. Ram Jam. I don't know who the drummer is, but for that whole jam section in the middle of the song, 
I mean, it's just one big solo for everybody, really. But you got that right. But the drum, the drum part stands out to me the most because, good lord, <laughs> it hits real hard. He's going ham, and uh, I love it. You, you don't you don't hear that too often. You you don't hear a lot of drum solos. Uh, Not really, es- especially on like hit songs. Yeah. So I thought I, th- I think it's really cool. Well, that's the only song that you really have ever heard of Ram Jam, but <laughs> this is true. One hit wonder. But you know what? We all thank them for that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like I, I like the drums in that song. Uh, they're uh, they're good. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stick with drums. All right, I mean this We're is on a that given, train, and I'm sticking with more older songs because to me it's the greatest of all time. You could go, you go back a long time now, but it's very simple. Back to Zeppelin, Moby Dick. Oh yeah, 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 and that's the way I love drums. I love physical drums. I've I love to play, and then it's like, all right, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way he played. It was like those drums are not going to stand another hour of him behind them. And then Moby Dick is just because he gets rid of the sticks. Yeah, He's done with the sticks. I know that at one time his son Jason had one of his snares and it had his blood all over it, where he was would just drop the sticks and just start and just the hitting the rim yeah. of the drum would just you know had. Wouldn't even just care. cut him up. Didn't care. <laughs> of course, there may be a reason why he didn't. Well, care, you know, there's but, things um, called cocaine and you know. Fun, he was more of an alcoholic. Like oh. He was not into drugs. That will he numb was, you as well. <laughs> it was mainly, um, I think maybe a fifth of Jack at a time or something. But <laughs> you know, as you do. He was never late, though. There you go. Until, well, he died. Well, so. he's he is he is late now. Um, yes, but not forgotten. Right, <laughs> not forgotten. Indeed. All right, here we go. Yeah. Oh, get that's, that. Out that's actually the sponsor of this podcast. Indeed, got. <laughs> yeah. If only. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Now this one, uh, Dalton will know this one because we listened to it on the car on the way here. Uh, Bloody well, right. Yeah. The uh, intro, piano and guitar, played by Rick Davies and Roger Hodgson. Did I surprise you when I actually started singing that when the, when the No, because I've in? listened to it more times with you <laughs> than I know what to do with. I feel like we 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 literally listen to it at least once every 2 weeks. Almost. Yeah, it's I I I am a huge fan of Supertramp. Mm. They don't get enough credit. Uh I they're agree. a phenomenal band. Uh I mean almost every song they have has a great solo for somebody. Whether it's piano, guitar, or a roaring saxophone solo, yeah, which they had plenty of. Logical song. I'm looking at you. Which let me tell you, there aren't enough. No, there's not enough. Roaring. Yeah, (laughs) we need more saxophone in rock music. In today's music, there needs to be more. Just more. But yeah, bloody well right. The intro, particularly. Yeah. With the uh, the piano parts and the and then the guitar intro, it is beautiful. And the vocals. Sax is good. Enough said. <laughs> That's going to be my, my ending for all of my things now. I just think it's good. Um, that's it. That's all I have. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to say one that I know is on Matt's list because I saw it and I agreed. <laughs> 
Uh, Many Shades of Black by the Raconteurs. Mm. Mm, it's not yeah. on this list, but it was on my. It other was on list. your old list, and it was in my mind, and I was like, "Well, Matt's written it down." Uh, but I'm I, gonna that's say why it I took it off the list because I knew you were going to have it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, of course, the Raconteurs are my favorite of Jack's. Whatever he does, I've heard um, that. Yeah. Yes, I have heard that. You've heard Many Shades of Black. Yes. Yeah. And they, I've heard that it's your favorite band. It is. It is my favorite band. Um, but Jack. And Jack's usually very, uh, his style of playing guitar is more of just aggressive, not really caring about the melody as much. It's more of a percussive instrument to him. But in Many Shades of Black, it is pretty melodic and really catchy, and uh, it's, it's, it's out of the ordinary for Jack. Of course, he has that same yeah. tone. Um, he still hits the typical you know, pluck a string a million times. Yeah, yeah. With a lot of fuzz. Because it's, it's Jack. Yeah, but uh, th- th- but th- this one has it has thought behind it, uh, and a little yeah. more. Uh, it do- it does drive a melody. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the whole song, the whole song is great. That's that's one of my favorites off of uh, off of that album. So, probably my favorite Rex song. Really? Yes. I can't say that. I'm but. gonna say that. Wow. That's that's a bold statement. But you know what? That's fine because it is a really great song. <laughs> so yeah, the guitar solo in that one. And and uh, a little honorable mention for the Raconteurs. Uh it's not in it's not in the song recorded, but when they play Blue Veins Live, when Jack plays the solo for Blue Va- Veins also, Live, yes. it's incredible. So Well, they turn a four minute song into yeah, a ten minute song. Exactly. And that's why I love it. Uh but yeah, there you go. I, I think it's good. <laughs> All right, this one is um, another one from the past century. Uh, it's Aerosmith, and it's Back in the Saddle. Okay. And it's not the guitar, and it's not the vocals. It's the stomping of Steven Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because as the story goes, he, it's, he's back in the saddle. Don't get me wrong, the guitar is great. Oh, vocals yeah. are great. Whole song. But he was, as the story goes, that I heard, and I'm not, I don't know if it's true, but he looked over and he saw some empty cans in the studio, and he wanted a sound. So he had cowboy boots on. He goes over, stomps the cans, and gets them stuck on his boots, comes over and stomps and records it and puts it in the song. That's the magic <laughs> of the recording studio. <laughs> so if you listen real close, you can hear it. That's awesome. And it's amazing that uh, when you see Aerosmith in concert, I think I've seen him three times, maybe. It's amazing what he can take, that just something that just blows on stage and it becomes part of the, the act. Like mm-hmm. a sheet of paper comes blowing up and he grabs it, acts like he's reading it, throws it, does a couple of backflips and takes <laughs> off running. Flips his hair and... <laughs> yes. It's amazing. So anything he sees can be made into part of his show. So yes, just the stomping. I, I want to ask a question. Okay. What year, do you remember, oh, man. was the first time you saw Aerosmith? Do you remember? What when it year? Was? April Fool's Day. Okay. I was in Nashville. Okay. At work. I'm going to say 1988. Awesome. And a friend of mine comes by and says, I have two tickets <laughs> to Aerosmith. 
can you go? And I said, well, yeah. I'm quitting I'm, my job right now. <laughs> Let's go. He said, all right. So we go, and this is another very vivid image. We go, we get our seats. We're in Municipal Auditorium. There's not a bad seat in the place. It's mm-hmm. it's a great place for concerts. And the announcer comes on and says, may I have your attention, please? Aerosmith will not be performing tonight. Blah, 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 blah. They got the flu. And, of course, everybody's booing and yelling and all the long hair. They're like metalheads are mad and stuff. <laughs> and there was a curtain around the stage. And then all of a sudden... This light comes on and is a silhouette of Steven Tyler with his big fat lips sticking out. (laughs) And he says, April fools. (laughs) And the curtain drops and it was nonstop action for two hours. That's amazing. So I do remember it. Of course. You know, you can't you can't forget that. (laughs) Matthew. That's magic. That's pure, unadulterated magic right mm, there. Indeed. Oh, all right. My uh, next one. Thin Lizzy. Chinatown. That was Scott Gorham and Snowy White. Snowy White. Snowy White. That was the uh, first album that he was brought on. That was after the departure of... Uh, uh, it's driving me insane. I can't remember his name. It'll come to me eventually. It's fine. It'll be but after it, the podcast. It's making me very It'll be angry like 3 a.m. in the morning, and you'll yeah. text me. And be like, I will wake it. up in a cold sweat and remember his name. <laughs> but yes, Snowy White, Scott Gorham. The dual guitar of Thin Lizzy is legendary. Uh, and Chinatown, the first time I heard it, because it's not like a, it wasn't a huge successful album or anything, and it wasn't uh, pretty much after Jailbreak, they didn't have any more huge U.S. hits. Yeah, but there are some gems in the Thin Lizzy lineup that you just need to go seek out because Phil Linnett was an amazing writer uh, and an excellent vocalist, and Chinatown is just one of those songs where. Uh, they make all the magic work. They broke some rules. Oh yeah, which is what you have to do to make good music. It's true. They also they have a very storied past. If you look into Thin Lizzy's history, you'll be like, "Wow, I did not know that there was this much drama in any band." Oh, there was drama. There was a lot of drama. Oh, there was okay. a lot of people coming and going. Good times though. Was it? And uh, well, for somebody, it was good times. <laughs> was it always the same lead singer though? Yeah, always fill in it. Oh, okay. So. Well, until he died. Oh, Rest well. in peace. That's sad. That was a moment of silence for him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your turn, Dalton. Oh, my God. We're going to offend somebody on this podcast. I hope we do. Um, okay. My first introduction to ACDC. Mm. Dirty Deeds. I know. Just like Hotel California... It has wow! That I loved that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's been played a lot, but I don't care. Not as much as others, though. Not as much as others. It's not, not back as, in black. It's not back in black. Uh, but Dirty Deeds, the solo. A- Angus is uh, he's, he's he's a blues guitar player, really. Yeah. When it gets down to it, but for for the solo in this one, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I have nothing else. Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought you were going to say something. I mean, no, no, he 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 is heavily heavily yeah, inspired. He, by he the blues. is mostly just blues. Yeah. Um. But for this solo, there's a little. Uh, it gets a lot, a little more intricate there at the end when he's going up the scale and back into oh, the yeah. chorus. Uh. So I don't know. I I think that's really because it, it's it's different than his other solos, which are definitely yes. more blues rooted. Um. And it was also my first. Introduction. I th- I think I was over at uh at Zach's house. Zach Brenner. Shout out to Zach Brenner. He's probably listening right now. Indeed. And uh, he's probably not. Maybe he is. I don't know. I hope he, he will is. eventually. Um, I'll make him. I was over at Zach's house, and uh, it, it's when I when I first had started listening to rock music because before I was listening to a, nothing but country and nothing gospel. Nothing but country music because of you know how I was raised, and uh, I was over at Zach's house, and I had my iPod. And he plugged my iPod into his computer and downloaded all the songs he had from his computer onto my iPod. That's what friends do. <laughs> Illegally shares music. And uh, But no, I remember one of the first songs I listened to that night. I had my headphones in and I, I listened to uh, Dirty Deeds. And uh, it, it, it changed the way I thought about rock music because I was like, man, this is really aggressive. And if, <laughs> I'm an angsty teen. This makes sense to me. Uh, but no, yeah, I I really like that solo. I think Angus does a really cool thing there at the end. Beautiful, yeah. Not to, it's also great that it's from Bon Scott era. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bon Scott, he's the one man. Brian's great, but uh, Bon Scott, he was a character. I agree with that. Yeah. Yes, I used to listen to ACDC every day before rolling into high school. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Get your hype. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Got to have something. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine can only do so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> no comment about the cocaine. Sorry, continue. Go ahead. My um, next one. and No, I won't go with that one yet because that'll probably make some people mad. Oh, that's, that's, that's what we or, do. That's what we do or around no, here. Make a person mad <laughs> well it's gonna have to happen eventually so <laughs> yes it will happen um i'm gonna go with probably never heard of it but it's a Dwayne allman eric clapton song okay called mean old world i have never heard of it before and it's just a very old dirty blues song you got clapton on his guitar you got Dwayne allman on the slide and they're just kind of dancing back and forth it's a very simple song, but it's like, man, Dwayne Allman. What 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 would the world be like if Dwayne Allman had more music? A much better place. A better place, oh, indeed. Yes, yes. And you know, the Allman Brothers, they did well without him. But I mean, it's um, <laughs> man, this song is like I said, you need to listen to it. I should. You, I should. You need to listen. I do. To li- it. I do like blues. It's very simple. You know, and, and sometimes, actually more often than not, the simpler songs are the more memorable ones. Oh, yes, um, yes. Not just because of the simplicity, but just because they're, they're usually catchy, the simpler ones. It's totally opposite of Dirty Deeds. Yeah, <laughs> it's the complete opposite. <laughs> so, Matt, do you have, are you ready for your next? I think I'm ready for my next. He's not ready. I'm I'm probably not ready. Uh, yes. So, our... our, our so, Side note: Are you even yeah. going with your one to ten rule now, or are you just are you like, just throwing them out? There? Sort of. I've switched a few of them up, but okay. uh, the list is mostly intact. Okay. Uh, all right. So my next one, <laughs> my next one, however, though, 
Uh, <laughs> and he said, my list is mostly it's, intact. It's mostly. And just the most sincerity. It's mostly intact. <laughs> Sorry, uh, continue. From one of my favorite guitar players of all time, Mark Knopfler, Sultans of Swing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the probably the most popular Dire Straits song out there, but for a very good reason. Oh, yeah. Because the whole song is guitar solo, and it's worth it. That song just has swagger, too. Yes. Uh, Mark was a very, uh, it was a very melodic player. He, uh, one of the favorite things of mine that he did was uh, he played a couple shows with. Excuse me. Your computer is making good noises at you. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. Anyway, he played a couple shows with uh, old Chet Atkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, the really? The two of them went back and forth with uh, acoustic guitars, and it it, it was beautiful. But That's awesome. Chet was also fond of Mark Knopfler, and. Uh, I think we all know why. Yeah. Because he's just great. Chet was a wizard, too. Also, yes. Mr. Guitar himself. Oh, yeah. I would call Chet a wizard. Oh, yeah. He's a wizard. I mean, he could play two or three songs at the same time, and you uh, could hear them played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously. It's crazy. That's and, genius. And he was doing it like he was making a sandwich. Not to mention, <laughs> not to mention, I guess, this man was sweep picking. In country music. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. With a clean tone. He wasn't hiding behind anything. He was just the master. He was sweet picking before it was a thing in metal. Yeah. (laughs) Metalheads didn't know nothing about it, and here he is with a thumb pick just going hard. Right. So, if you want to learn how to really play, you watch Chet. You watch Chet. What 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 is the guitar that he has the the hollow body the country gentleman the country the gentleman. Gretsch country gentleman it doesn't get any cooler than that it is massive too it is huge well he he liked he liked the bigger guitar he did he had a lot of hollow bodies yeah he like he liked Gretsch also, he was a big yes. fan of Gretsch so Dalton you're Are up you again I am up again uh, I have one but you know what I have a feeling it's going to be on your list maybe not we don't know. Maybe I do know. <laughs> um, so I'm going to not say that one. Um, this one's kind of weird, uh, but it's it's memorable to me in more ways than one. Um, Eddie Van Halen, when he played on Beat It with Michael Jackson. Oh, so yes. Um, it, it, it's, it's such a weird and powerful solo, but you, you wouldn't think of putting those two people together, but it just fits perfectly with that song. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and when it comes in, it's just like roaring. Oh yeah. Uh, so, and I, in typical Eddie Van Halen fashion. Yeah, as as you do when you're Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Just I think Steve, massacring the whammy bar. <laughs> I think Steve Lukather was also playing rhythm on a lot of that. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. I I think I know he played with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson always had just really badass guitar players playing with him though. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> Male or female. Um, but yeah, no, I like that one a lot, and I, I just, I've have, I've always loved Michael Jackson. So, but yeah, and I know that one's kind of off the wall because yeah, Eddie, not really. Eddie, the album. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> wow, you're not wrong. But no, I mean Eddie's done a lot of cool stuff. But th- to me, that one's like just really cool, especially with the collaboration. It is. I mean, he does come in strong. Yeah. But then Michael comes back in, and oh my he's god. just as strong. I mean, what a what a powerful... I mean, even when he was little. Oh, yeah. Go back and listen to that. Yeah. What if they had Eddie when he was five and then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 no. Well, you know. 
we don't have to get into that though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Michael was just misunderstood. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, continue. Yes, he was. All right. I'm ready to be offended. <laughs> um Oh wow, there's a siren. They're so coming I guess now. now it's time for it to offend you. <laughs> um It's a pretty simple song. And it's a band you don't like. I know what it's gonna be. Uh, you do? Then read my mind. Black crows. No, 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 right. no, no. And that's not what I was thinking. I classify them as a good band. There's nothing. Just it's just good rock. There's, there's nothing. Not one individual that stands out. But all right. Here's another favorite band of Matt's. Mm-hmm. Guns and Roses. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Mr. Brownstone. Huh? If I could, I mean, I if, if I if yes. I could think of any Guns N' Roses song that I like, that's probably the Guns N' Roses song that I like. Oh man, that guitar and that—I mean, it's pretty simple too. Oh yeah, we all know the problems that Axel has. Yeah, and now he has hair plugs and looks <laughs> like a an old Barbie doll. But I mean, it's awful looking. It, it, have you like, ever looked at he it? He looks like Angelica from the Rugrats. Yes, <laughs> her her doll that she had. Yes. <laughs> Or an old librarian. I don't know. One of the two. Yes. But, got to give credit where credit's due. Mr. Brownstone is unbelievable. Well, Slash Slash is an extremely talented guitar player. Um, Yes. I mean, he was in Guitar Hero 4, so, I mean, come on. (laughs) That puts him on top of everything. (laughs) Puts him way up there. So... Didn't he do like a? It was like a solo album with like a lot of other collaborations with different musicians. Yes, yes. I think. Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna up. make Chris Rabbit hole. I'm He's sorry. We'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll get that. back to it. Uh, all right. Next up, one that uh, a few. You may not have heard a Steely Dan tune from Countdown to Ecstasy, Boston Rag, with the guitar played by good old Jeff Skunk Baxter, mm. who is an American legend. Jeff Skunk, man. Man, yeah. Skunk Baxter. He has played with so many people, it's outrageous. Well, we were just talking about this, right? I think we were talking about it with Paul. Yeah, probably was. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the solo on that, the first time I was ever listening through that album, and uh, Boston Rag has a, a very, like a big breakdown part where it's just really simple piano quarter notes. Oh, and yeah. then Jeff just kind of slides in there, and then it all hell breaks loose, and he just lets it rip, and it was amazing. So uh, the whole album is very good. Uh, every Steely Dan album is very good. So just go listen to every single one of them, but start with Countdown to Ecstasy. Do it. It's good. If you don't, Matt's going to come find you. I'll get you. He's going to get you. Who's up next? Oh, it's me? Oh, I was just talking about how you're going to go find people and murder them. Um, Let's see. Okay. Uh, This is one. This is one that we uh, played quite a bit whenever we were doing the cover shows. Um... Black Magic Woman mm. by Santana. Mm. Um, I do love Carlos. The whole song is just one big solo, <laughs> but it's great. 
Um, he uh, he has that uh, that Latin that Latin feel. Indeed. And uh, or or Spanish feel. I don't I don't know I don't know Latin. Is it is it both Latino? Uh, either way, I love it. It's great. And uh, that whole song is really cool with all the percussive instruments in the background. Yeah. And he always had a lot of Spanish flair yeah. to his stuff. But then at the end, when it goes into the second song, yeah. <laughs> in quotation marks, which I guess it is because they don't they don't do that one uh, on the radio. Gypsy Queen, I yeah. think it's called. Gypsy something. Um, but then it then it gets super powerful, riff driven at the end. Yes, the whole song just changes, and then it, and then it eventually goes back into the Latin feel. Uh, but no, the, the the solo on that one's really cool. I like that one a lot. Can agree. That one's a fun one to play live too. Can double agree. <laughs> yes, it's a good song. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> switch gears a little bit. Uh, I left Scott Weiland alone, so we won't chase rabbits. We're going back to horns. Okay. You know? We need more sax. We need more horns. Chicago, twenty-five or six to four. Yeah, we were just listening to this song on the way up here. I had a feeling this would be on the list. I mean, it's not really, would you really call it a solo? But the, when you have the guitar, it, the, car, the guitar is just kind of... It's diddling the whole it's, Yeah, it's diddling, and then all of a sudden, they come in and it takes over. Um, that was another, um, well, I had it on album. The dog chewed it up. Um, but that was another one I listened to time after time after time again when I was a kid. Yeah. Just those horns, man. I'd never heard anything like it. The the combination. Of course, Chicago's a good band. They got a lot of good stuff, but that really stands out. I know it's a song that's played a lot on the radio, but there's a reason why. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's strong. So. I wonder how many, I don't know how big of a, like, piece band they had playing with them, though, because it sounds massive. It's a lot. Yeah. It's not something you want to take on the road all the time. No. But I mean, did did they did they take horns with them? Oh yeah. All the time? Oh yeah. In the 70s? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the bands that what's some big bands that had Cool in the gang. They had like oh, 20 yeah. members. That's true. That's so, true. So it was big. You had that and then you had ZZ Top 3. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just as loud as cool in the game. <laughs> yes. Easily. Okay. We're getting close to the end now. Are we? It's time to bust out the big guns. Bust them I out, I think Matt. this is second from the, this is the last two. Last two? Um, one of my favorite bands and favorite guitar players, Buck Dharma from Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, cities on flame with rock and roll. You know, you it, it hasn't been long since you've become like a really big fan of Blue Oyster Cult. I I would give it a couple of years. Yeah, within the last five for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, I I'd always you know you hear, don't fear the reaper and yeah. uh, burning for you and all that before. But when you dig into the rest of their stuff, that's not radio play because it's way too intelligent for radio play. <laughs> Which is it was thing, it was rock for the thinking man. They had a lot of weird lyrics, very sci-fi driven stuff, and a lot of m- weird musical changes. But what, what is it that Paul calls it? Wizard rock? Yeah, wizard rock. <laughs> that 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 was them personified. <laughs> Some Long Island boys making wizard rock. That Long was Island. Yeah, I didn't know that. Some New Yorkers. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Bug Dharma is so underrated. He's like 
one of the best 70s. He was hanging with the best of them in the time that he was around. Um, yes, the first time I heard Cities on Flame, uh, the riff for the song is so absurdly powerful because it's just a flurry of notes with a weird melody, but it works so well. Yeah. And then the solo is rip-roaring. Just as good as any other solo that he's done in any other song, but... What was it? you said? Buck Dharma was his name. Buck Dharma. That's it. Like... That's not his real name. I cannot remember it at the moment. No, I can't remember it. But Buck Dharma is what it goes by. Okay. Well, but I mean, I mean, like Buck. Come on. <laughs> what a man. It's pretty powerful, really. Yeah. Who's next? You next? I'm next. I was thinking Buck Owens. Oh, you? Buck Owens. Yeah, I love yeah. Buck Owens. Also, oh man. What what a guy. Where am I at here? Okay, man, I can't say the one that I want to say because I feel like that's going to be at the top of Matt's list. So You might as well say it because I can change mine on the fly. Okay. Well, I know you can yeah. because because of who the band is. I know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, th- this is also an elephant in the room, I think, because, I mean, come on. This song is a masterpiece. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Um, Matt, just go ahead and take it. <laughs> I mean, it was on top of my list, but I can pick a new one. Because you can. You can. I could have made this entire list ten Brian May solos, and I would not have batted an eye. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have to say anything about it. I mean, then we, then we won't. We'll just move on. I'll say something else. Yeah, then. Hey, it's Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. Hey, this needs to stop making noises. Okay. Um. How about how about Jimi Hendrix, Little Wing. Yes, Little Wing. Uh, the song starts out so so innocent, but when the solo comes in, it's not as innocent anymore. But still, behind the solo, it is innocent at the same time. Does that make any sense at all? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I feel like this, the the solo is very driving, but like the the background uh, instruments are very like uh, kind of subdued. Yeah, yeah. He also puts, he did a weird thing for Jimi Hendrix. He had some like country licks in there. Yes, yeah. That he picked up from his time around Nashville. That's that's probably one of my favorite Jimi Hendrix things. I really, really love that song. Mm-hmm. It, um, is a, it is a great one. So yeah. Other people thought so as well. Really? St- Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot he did a cover of it, yeah. A very good cover, and that's what I was just thinking about because it's, have you ever heard that? I have, I have, right. I had forgotten about Steve, Stevie. He he's like the master when it comes to when it comes to covering because he he's covered quite a few things, right? Quite a few, yeah. So, but anyways, Little Wing, it's good. <laughs> Speaking of Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah, I had two. I thought I don't need to have just a like Brian May. I could have ten Stevie Ray Vaughan songs. Yeah, so. Let's stick with two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick with seven. <laughs> One is um, Riviera Paradise. It's okay. a really slow song. He, he does a lot with the guitar. He does a lot with the tune-in while he's playing, and it's just, it's strange. It's good, though. Yeah. But I'm going to stick with, and it's live on Austin City Limits. I still have a recording of it somewhere. Leave My Little Girl Alone. It is a very physical song. He is sweating, making those ugly 
faces <laughs> that he that he makes and as just, you do. Oh yeah, but I mean he is like you got to watch it. Forget <laughs> listening to it. You need to find it and watch it. You need to see it, him actually physically in pain while he's playing. Oh uh, yeah, because yeah. he is so just I mean adamant about his guitar playing on this song. Yeah, it's, and when you you hear it, it's like. Okay, that's pretty good, but then when you see it, it's like, what in the world just happened? I gotta watch it again. In a good way, yeah. Yes. So, have you seen, <laughs> speaking of the faces <laughs> that people make while they play guitar, have you seen where they substitute people's guitars with slugs? <laughs> no. I'm gonna not. have to show you some pictures later then. Okay, sorry. <laughs> You with, know, you know, they're, they're with ugly. They're faces. making like the disgusted face, and they swap the guitar out. They Photoshop in a slug <laughs> instead of the guitar. Well, that's genius. It is. Have you, you, yeah, you've seen I this. Think. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, right. Just oh no, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm rabbit holing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. This is this is my last one. That, this that's is your my, last one. This is my last one. I yeah. will give one honorable mention though. Okay. I have to. Uh, Tom Petty, Southern accents. Oh yeah. Um. That song makes me cry every time I listen to it. I cannot pinpoint why exactly. It's something about the way it's just Tom Petty. Yeah, it's something about the way that he can. He's so sweetly in your ear on that one. It makes me cry every time. But uh, my uh, since Bohemian Rhapsody is already on the table, I'll switch it for another Brian May solo in Somebody to Love. Oh yeah, because yeah. that is the. That's it's just a gospel song, basically. It's a it really gospel is. rock song, and he puts so much emotion into that solo. Oh yeah, the I mean the whole band, the whole put band, so much emotion into yeah. the song. But that the the way that he just eases into those bends and really squeezes everything he can out of every single note. Yeah, one of my you know Bohemian Rhapsody's right there, but somebody to love is. It's 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 pretty yeah. it's pretty close. They're just, they're neck and neck. Yeah. Some days I would rather have one than the other. Yeah, you know. That's, course, that's, that's the that's, same with any. That's, queen what, he, song that's what he for thinks me, about Arby's and Popeyes too. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I could go for some Popeyes right now. Popeyes. Popeyes. <laughs> Seriously. Louisiana fan. Yeah. Speaking of, so today's sponsor. <laughs> there you go. Is, is it back to I me again? I have some free chicken. Yes, yeah, your turn. I think uh, we. Yeah, it's your turn. Is, is yeah, this, the, is, your this is my last one? Okay, I know I already talked about Jack White and the Rackin' Tours, but that's not my favorite Jack White guitar playing. My favorite Jack White. If you want to hear Jack White being the most Jack White he can Jack White be, is the White Stripes. Um, so if you want to hear the most Jack White solo ever, is it really Jack White? It's Jack White. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just to be sure. Yeah. So we're talking about Jack White here. And uh, no, <laughs> Ball and Biscuit is uh, probably the most Jack White solo you'll ever hear in your entire life. It sounds like he actually took rocks, slung it into his amplifier, and plugged it in. Um, so yeah. But it's, 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 super, it's, uh, it's, it's super powerful, too, in a way, if you're into that kind of thing. If you love fuzz on a guitar, then you'll love the song. But uh, I mean, I like ZZ Top, and they had fuzzy guitars. So well, we're not talking about we're not talking about yeah, you know, physically. <laughs> I do like fuzzy things. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. 
Can't agree. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's my number one. I'm just saying when it comes to Jack White, if you want to hear Jack White. Can't agree. Pretty, uh, pretty can we get song. a counter of how many times I've said Jack White? Like 36. All right, perfect. Someone take <laughs> take it away before I say Jack White again. Are you getting commission from like Third Man Records? I wish or? I was getting commission from Third Man Records. All right, do I, do I get one more? You get one more. I've changed up my list a, a lot. While, while we've been talking? Yeah, because it just gets me thinking. Yeah, but I understand. I, I'm going to go back to Journey, to a song that I sent you years ago. So we're going full circle here. You started with Journey, and now you're ending with I'm Journey. I'm going to end with Journey. Okay. Uh, it's a, what a journey we've got. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It's a, it's great guitar. Um, Man. For me, you know, I like vocals. I'm a vocalist. Yeah. I love vocals. So Steve Perry, but Neil, too. Neil on this song is just ridiculous in the way that they swap up, but Homemade Love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. That's right. It's a great exercise for the vocals and yeah. playing guitar. Homemade Love. The very end of it, the last 10 seconds, it's like, what... You gotta listen to that like fifty times, and you still don't know. What don't even happened. you don't even understand it. Oh no no yeah. no no. So that's that's my last one. I could go on, but that's my last one. As could we all. We could all go on, <laughs> and we, we will at a later time. Maybe there'll sometime, be a. And you know what? There will be a part two. Yeah, um, definitely. So I feel like we've learned a lot about each other today. <laughs> I believe so. But before we go, um, we're not even an, we're not even at an hour yet. Um, I want to discuss wow. some of the fun times we've had playing together. Oh, oh my. <laughs> I forgot. Oh I forgot about now, this. Now, like I said earlier, uh, Chris sometimes is part of the band um, mm-hmm. whenever somebody is sick or someone decides to not show up. Chris fills in. And uh, there is one time I can remember specifically... That was the most outrageous thing I think we <laughs> may have ever done, musically anyways. Are you referring to the field party? What? Field party. The uh, Kilgore benefit. Oh. Oh. No, I actually no. wasn't referring to that one. No. But we can talk about that one if you want to. <laughs> but yes. but but first, I would like to talk about um, whenever we went to Mississippi. Also, yes. Uh, we played Whenever we played Tunica. Um, that was a whirlwind of a day. Yeah. So it's it started with you. Yeah. And so go ahead. So to make a long story short, no, my we got, we're good, man. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I'll, <laughs> I don't know all the details or no, all the I'm inner work, but uh, my uncle was like a a go between for a booking agency for Tunica yeah. bands, and they had a group drop out or didn't show up one day or whatever. So he calls me and is like, hey, can you guys go play Tunica tonight at like four hours for at starting at like eight o'clock or something like that? And it was it was like like two. It was like two o'clock. Yeah, it was afternoon. It was after lunch. And yeah. uh yeah, from here to Tunica it was r- roughly three ish hours, not quite but yeah. close. Yeah. So uh, if a decision was to be made, it needed to be made quickly. Right then. So uh, I think 
at the time, Drummer was on vacation. Yeah, he was on a cruise or something. Yeah. Uh, you were I, I'll actually you, on a boat I was somewhere actually, else. I was, I was sitting in an inner tube on the Cumberland in Clarksville. Um, mm. And I didn't have my phone on me. So you called my mom. Yes, I did. And then my mom, I was with, I was out with Butch. Butch. I was out with Butch. Butch. Uh, my cousin and his hey, family. Hey, Butch, shout out. Uh, yeah, what's up, Butch? He's not listening. Um, <laughs> he should be. <laughs> you know what? I need, does he even know about this? If you haven't told him, then he probably doesn't. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do that. Um, He's going to listen to every single episode tonight. <laughs> I hope he does. That's on my to-do list. Um, so he, my mom called Butch's phone, and then Butch handed, literally handed the phone to me as I'm sitting in this inner tube <laughs> on the Cumberland. Uh, so yeah, that's when I yeah. found out about I was it. actually on lunch break from work yeah. at the time. I had to get out early, which, thank God, they let me do that. They, yes. they let me get away with way too much. But uh, So you were down. I was down. Yeah. But we had no drummer. We had no drummer. In comes Christopher... Who I uh, I think did I call? I think I called you. You called, which is <laughs> okay. Most of the time, when I hear from Matt, it's usually just a, a cryptic text message. And this is the one Saturday I had nothing to do. I was just kind of chilling out at the house. I didn't have the phone. I was like, I don't want my phone. I. I don't want anything. I'm just going to do nothing today. So I just so happen to walk by my phone, and my phone is ringing, and it's Matt. He's like, what are you doing today? I said, nothing. Good. (laughs) Go ahead. Because I need you to come with me to Tunica (laughs) for the next eight hours. No, you did not tell me that. Uh, I, I said, can you play a show? For four hours, and you were like, oh, okay, we'll make it work. (laughs) And then I said, it's in Tunica. I did tell you where we were going, eventually. We need to leave now. (laughs) We need to leave pretty soon. So if you're ready, let's go. But yeah, so... uh, Miracles do happen. They do happen, and we pulled it all together. Yes, Side- we had not played together for it had been a while, like a year and a half at that point. Yes. So, can I finish this story? Yeah, Please yeah. continue. All right. So we're um, on our way to Tunica, and I'm like, Matt, what are we gonna play? He said, We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> Okay. As a guitarist would say. And so, <laughs> as I was told that you were told, don't ask to come back and play. Don't ask to play again. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want you to play, um, we'll get in contact with you. So it was a one-shot deal. We had to go or you never had another chance, which kind of excited me. It was great. <laughs> So we show up, and they're like, you got sound check, blah, 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 blah. We show up, and it is 100 degrees with a humidity of about 95 Yeah, inside the casino. It's hot. It's hot, and it reeks of cigarette smoke. Yes. Like, it's the worst I have ever smelled in my entire life. Yes, it was bad. 
So we don't have time for a sound check. And we look at the stage, and these people are sitting two feet away from the stage at a screen. And I'm like, are they are they waiting on us? What are we doing? <laughs> what? Just set up. Just go and set up. There's no time for a sound check. Just set up, and you're going to play. Okay. So we get ready to play. Well, no, you can't play now. We're getting ready to give a car away. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to this back room, and we're just waiting. Set. We're just waiting. Yeah. And then there were the chips on the shelf. You remember the uh, poker chips? Yes, I do, yeah. And I was like, you know, that is a way to see if they trust you, to see if you <laughs> grab those chips and run. Because if you grab them, then... You're not coming back. You're not coming back. <laughs> you're not coming back. Yeah, so we passed, the we passed the first test, because yeah. we didn't take the chips, because we're honest people. Of course. Yes, very honest. In fact, they told us we were the nicest band that they had seen in a while. Yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. So then we played, and then they it was weird. They told us not to get too loud. Which is a little difficult for us, but, you know, it's yeah. fun. And then if you draw a crowd, stop playing. Yeah. Because we need those people in their hover-rounds back at the One-Armed Bandits. Yeah. Yeah. So through our first half set, the guy came up and said, we want, we want y'all to play. I remember that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, mission accomplished. Yeah, that was it. So then we went and we ate at the buffet. Yeah. Played. Um, and then we're finishing up. I think we were done at, was it midnight? Mm, it was like 2, like 2 a.m., I think. No, was it not? Oh, that, that, was, that was different. That was yeah. different times. It Sorry. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was late. It was late. So we're on a stage. How high was the stage? Uh, Five feet, yeah. Oh, it wasn't that tall. You don't think so? Oh, no. We'll say Because that kind of makes my story, like, really bad if you say the stage is five feet. I'm thinking it was, like, two feet. It was a small stage. It was... Really? At least chest high. So then this guy was really big. Because when at the very last song, we were done, and then out of the shadows, this pit boss comes up. (laughs) Yeah. Comes up to Matt and says, did not ask... He said, play the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Matt said, okay. <laughs> and I remember him looking at you in the eyes. That's why I was thinking the stage was maybe Did, two feet. Maybe, maybe he came up on the stage. I don't know. I don't know. He was a big dude. Yeah. And he stood there in front of Matt and listened and then just disappeared. Yeah. And then I, had, I had forgotten that. <laughs> a little interesting <laughs> situation until just now. And then that was it. And then we came home and the sun was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Which we were... And we played yeah. that morning. We played that morning, yeah. Because we were doing the... 8 o'clock sound eight, check. 8 o'clock service, yeah. 8 o'clock service. So we did not, we did not sleep that night. No. Uh, I, or shower. Nope, nope. Still wearing the same clothes that I had on that I performed in that night. Yeah. Yes. Good times. It was really awesome times. Yeah, it actually. was. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of a crazy story. We've also we've we've done a couple other crazy things too. But the rivers and spires, rivers and spires, uh, pretty standard, but still really fun. I think we were the best. We had we drew the biggest crowds. Oh, we on really a cold we, day. We really on the street. We really pissed some people off doing that, <laughs> which yeah, makes which know. makes me really happy. And you and you got the gig. <laughs> and we got the gig. We got the gig. 
because it's because we were we were actually drawing people away from the other stages. We because we were playing on the streets, right? And uh, the lady over it, over the whole uh, Rivers and Spires, was not happy that we were drawing people away from the big stages. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. But there was, I mean, there for the a music while. on the big stages was not good. <laughs> I mean, it's not our fault. You're right. How can you be blamed for this? Yeah, well, you know. I don't know what to tell you. I did not know. If only yeah. we had known it would set us up for failure yeah. in the future. She never she never or liked problems us. with problems with the management in the future. Yeah, she never liked us after that at all cuz cuz she wasn't the one I think who, the next year also we played street and stage. And she was really mad and, about yeah, that. Yeah, she was pretty pissed about that too. Yeah. So, so we draw we drew a crowd on the street, then took them with us to the stage, and then took them right back with us <laughs> to, the, to street. the street. Fun times. Yeah. That's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what what was you you were gonna say something else, Dalton? What was Oh, you mean like weird shows we've played? Yeah. Um well we have definitely played on a uh um a, a flatbed on numerous occasions yes. <laughs> together. <laughs> Which has always been a good time. Always been a good time. We did see we we played the Kilgore Benefit. Was that on, that was on a flatbed, right? Yeah. Yes. A very large flat flat. I have done that many times. I've yeah. fell off a flatbed before. That's another. Well, never mind. <laughs> we'll save that for the next podcast. That had uh, other influences. Yeah. Would you be willing to tell to tell a couple a uh, couple stories next time you come on? Oh, yes. All right, good, good. You know, there's also the fair when Matt and the ever-elusive Eric Berry walked up into the stands. Oh, yeah. All the way across the top. That's right, that's right. Was that the first time we played the fair? No. It was the second. Was Seth sick that time, too? No. Oh, okay. He was there that time. Yep. It was me. Chris's favorite. But but you played you played with us at the fair at some point did you that not? was it yes yeah. you played one song with us I think. Uh, who did you did oh no I played the whole set did then where then where was yes. the, then where was our drummer you didn't have one we didn't oh ha- no you're right we didn't have one we you're had right. got, we had gotten Eric er, Eric was our rhythm guitar player because I think Eric said I'm going up here I'm like okay as long as I can hear th- the speakers I'll just keep playing. And then you followed and y'all went all the way to the top of the stands at the fair. Some people were not happy with that. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Yes. Do you, my my favorite part of that show. I, I forgot you played the whole show. Now now yeah, now, I, now memories are coming back. Do yeah. you do you remember my favorite part of the show is when Eric turned around and looked at you and mouthed, I love you. <laughs> yes. That's that was my favorite part of the show. Yeah. Yes, that's that stuck with you then. My favorite part was when you two guys accidentally kissed afterwards. Yeah, uh, well, you know, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> Ooh, now, that was at a practice actually. No, no, that was then. No, oh, then it's happened. That was then, then. Then it happened more than once. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that the other time was accidental. Mm, maybe you're right. Mm. Mm. And that was before twenty current year. Yeah. They were woke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, there you go. There you have it. You've learned uh, about who we like to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who we associate ourselves with. There you go. 
And uh, of course, we like only to the best companies with Chris Maddox. Thanks for being here, Chris. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, enjoyed it. And uh, we're gonna have him back. So get ready for that. And uh, what did you learn today, Matt? You know, I learned that there's just a lot of good music in the world. There is. If you just go looking for it. Chris? All of the world is a stage. Well, there you go. What more do you want? <laughs> we did, did, did are many players. Crack? Well, today I learned uh, that I had forgotten the memory that Eric really loves Chris. <laughs> he really loves him. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Nova Talks. Uh, small shout out to Joe Beth because oh she God. made me do it. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Joe Beth. Hey, it finally happened. Don't ask for anything else ever again. That's it. That's all you get. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Dalton. My name has been Matt. And we'll talk at you next time. Bye.